eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Kego Lasso Awards 2020! Oh, yeah. Listen to that. Listen to that. I love the sound mixer. Welcome, everybody. Kegel Lasso Wars 2020. So happy to be here. I can't do this by myself. I have my partner in crime, Jimmy Conrad. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's it going? Very excited to be here. Thank you so much. I want to thank my mom and everybody that helped me get to this point. Very exciting. <laughs> Jimmy, so good to see you. Uh, look at all the applause. Listen to that. It's just uh, ridiculous, the support is, that you it have. Is. It's um, incredible. Everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso Awards 2020. Jimmy Conrad, myself, Luis Miguel Echegaray, we're so happy to have an episode for you to celebrate, to honor, and to just reflect on, yes, a very difficult year, but I do emphasize it's also a moment to think about how resilient we have all been. And just to just give a shout out to all the people that have entertained us and that have done their absolute best to keep us happy in the beautiful game, the greatest sport in the world, soccer. Jimmy, some words from you before we begin all these awards. No, I think you hit it right on the head. This has been a very tumultuous year, not a lot to be positive about. And so we're just trying to put a nice button on everything and doing it in a positive way. So it gives us good vibes heading into 2021. Absolutely. And by the way, before I begin, uh, we have a, you know, we can't physically give the awards to these people, but look, I have an award here. Look, you see it? Like okay, on, wow. if, you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. This is my friend, Ben Beatty, who is a toy designer. And look at this. It's like, it holds your phone, but it's also a soccer player. So this will be like your proverbial, uh, your, your, your metaphor for the soccer award. Kego Lasso 2020. How about that? I love it. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I want one of those. I know. Well, we'll send you one. But anyway, we have plenty of awards. Uh, some uh, basically that we just create ourselves because we feel like we want to. And, you know, always feel free to drop in your comments on Twitter, et cetera. But remember, this is a celebration. So if you agree or disagree, that's fine. But let's all just celebrate the beautiful game. All right. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. (laughs) 
I love my sound mixer, by the way. I'm, just, I'm jealous of it. It's nice. I know. Jimmy's, Jimmy told me before taping, listen, don't get too carried away because people will just drop <laughs> off. There's too, too many noises. All right. No, they want to know what's going to happen. They want to know the awards. They're sticking around. <laughs> Let's begin with the first award of the evening. And we have to begin of course, uh, in the US. And let's go with the best American male player in Europe, in Europe. And Jimmy and I uh, discussed this, we went through it. We had some nominees, which included Christian Pulisic, Serginio Dest, Tyler Adams, but the winner, the winner is, oh no, that was the wrong one. The winner <laughs> is. This is a joke, it's a joke award. Oh, the wrong one again. The winner is, there it is, <laughs> Weston McKenney. Well done, Weston McKenney. The first American to sign for Juventus. Uh, you know, when the pandemic took over, obviously the international window wasn't great for the US, but, you know, McKenney was great against Wales, against Panama, but it was also about the club. Three starts in the Champions League, scoring goals, including that ridiculous goal against Barcelona. Weston McKenney is the winner. Uh, Jimmy Conrad, how do you feel about it? I feel great. I think uh, he's probably doing the best out of all the American players currently. So that might be fresh in our minds. I know that U.S. soccer feels the same. They just named him as their yeah, male athlete of the year. So we're not alone in our in our feelings towards Weston McKinney. I think mainly it's because it was a pleasant surprise. He was playing at Schalke. Schalke are terrible right now. You know, he had an opportunity, I think, to go to Southampton, go to the Premier League. He, he spurned that possibility to join, or maybe they didn't want him. That's something different completely. But, you know, he went to Juve. We're all like, well, that's interesting. To go from Schalke to, to Juve is very interesting. And we thought, I don't know, and I guess I thought that this was going to fall under, ah, this is just, maybe they're just getting American to sell some jerseys. They want to have a bigger presence in the States. Will they really play him? Not only have they played him, he's become, for me, a very influential part of their midfield. He's earned every single minute that he's got, and I love that. And with all due respect to Christian Pulisic, who definitely deserves to be in this conversation as well, not anybody can just wear the number 10 shirt for Chelsea, and that's because of everything he accomplished at the first half of this year and how he was winning games for them and really turning things around. His, his performance against Liverpool, very, very one in particular that really stood out, very good coming off the bench and doing his thing. Uh, amongst many games, you know, where he comes on the field and makes a difference. And, and that's evident. And Chelsea do miss him when he's not on the field. And so I don't want to lessen what Christian Pulisic has done because I'm still like, I can't believe we have a player that wears the number 10 shirt for Chelsea. I mean, that is that is very, very significant. However, Weston McKinney, I guess, it's just been more of a pleasant surprise. I don't think we anybody saw this coming where he was banging in goals against Barcelona in the Champions League. I mean, I never thought in a million years we would ever, I'd ever tweet that out or ever say that. We've talked about it before. Serginio Dest, I think, deserves a shout too. You know, he's uh, playing for Barcelona, an American. That's crazy too. So, so many great stories from Americans in Europe. I think the future is bright for our national team. And, and domestically, obviously, we're bringing players along too. Reggie Cannon going from FC Dallas to Portugal. And I think he'll end up at Lille here pretty soon. So, yeah, that's, but, but I think overall, Weston deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing much more to add to that aside from the fact that um, he also wanted by uh, U.S. soccer also voted him as the best player. And Weston McKinney truly, truly deserves it. I just can't get over that goal he scored against Barcelona. It was so amazing. And the ceiling, just like so many other players in the U.S. men's national team, is so high. So well done, Weston McKinney. All right, moving on. Let's stay in the U.S. 
because here we talk now about the machine, the giant, the United States women's national team. So many talented players. And we have an award for the best USWNT player in Europe. In Europe. Remember that, okay? We love Crystal Dunn. We love other players in the NWSL, but we're talking about Europe. And some of the nominees were Sam Mewis, of course, Man City, FA Cup winner, one of the best midfielders in the world, a friend of the show, by the way, uh, and a fellow nominee. Uh, you know, she did so much uh, both uh, for the national team and as well what she's doing for Man City. But the winner, the winner, and this really was a tough one, but for us, the winner is... Kristen Press! Well done, Kristen Press. The forward has done so much to help Manchester United right now being top of the WSL for the first time. Um, you know, and for the women's national team, by the way, her and Nissi Horan are jointly leading in goals and assists with seven and three, but it's just about... You know, I love to give this award to an attacking player, somebody that just has no fear, and Kristen Press deserves that. Jimmy, Kristen Press, our USWNT Player of 2020. I've been friends with Kristen Press for many years. Very excited for her to win this Kegolasso Award. I think what stands out for me with regard to her is the fact that she had to step up and fill in for Alex Morgan. Being out, uh, Sydney LaRue, who I still think when fit is one of our best strikers that we have, uh, you know, and she's been battling uh, not only injuries, but but uh, having some kids. And I just think that Kristen Press filled that void and she's done it admirably. And I feel like she's really kind of come into her own and been somebody that we can count on. And, and the stats reflect that with the, with the national team, seven goals and three assists in nine games is nothing to sneeze at. And I just I love it. She's she's 31 now, which is crazy to think. I always feel like Kristen Press is is going to always be 25 years old and, and just be this up and comer for the U.S. women's national team. And that's also without Megan Rapinoe and a lot of other players that I think we've counted on in the past. And, and it's been very cool to see her kind of step up and take on more responsibility, more leadership and, and make those plays that matter in big games. Absolutely. Well done, Kristen Press, on winning the Que Golasso Award 2020. We salute you. All right. We return now to Europe uh, in the men's game. And we're going to do now the vote for the best young player in the world slash Europe, I guess. But this is really a focus on mainly the major European leagues and, of course, the Champions League. The nominees were Alfonso Davis, of course, and Sufati. But the winner... I feel like it's not really a shocker here. Erlen Haaland! Erlen Haaland, who you kind of look like the award, actually, Erlen. And you can, I mean, you're, you're a much bigger version. But well done, Erlen Haaland. He joined Borussia Dortmund from Salzburg in January. We forget that after a stunning start to the season uh, where he scored like 28 goals in 22 matches. But then he scored a hat-trick on his Champions League debut with Borussia Dortmund. Uh, you know, and he's just 20 years old and he finished that campaign uh, with 29 goals in all competitions. And now he has 11 goals in all games for Dortmund. It's just a trip. I mean, everybody just says how good this man is. We know how good he is. Jimmy Conrad, Erlen Haaland. This was a no brainer. It's a no brainer. I think where his value really shows now is when he's out. Now that Borussia Dortmund can't play with him because he's hurt at the current moment, you can see how much of a drop off they, they just they're not as dynamic they're they're uh they're not as fun to watch you know and even though we have Gio Reyna there who just won the the young athlete of the year for U.S. soccer much deserved and congratulations to him for that uh you know they're still 
there's still something missing. And I think that just speaks to the presence that Erling Holland has on the field and, and for any team that he plays for, whether it was with Salzburg or whether it's with Borussia Dortmund. And I think the future is incredibly bright. And I think the big question for him is, and it's the same thing we, we've talked about before with some of the other younger players, Mbappe, maybe even Camavinga, we talked about with JJ on the last episode. Where are these players going to end up? Because we know the current team that they're playing on is not their last stop. So it'll be very interesting to see where Erling Holland decides to go. If he's going to go to the Premier League or if he's going to go to La Liga, play for Real Madrid. I don't know. It, the, the, the sky's the limit for this kid. I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for many, many years. By the way, he's a Leeds United fan. So make that of what you will. You know, <laughs> There's no way it's happening. But absolutely, Erling Haaland, and to Jimmy's point, 2021 and even beyond that should be a really interesting uh, narrative to see where he goes because most certain, I mean, Jimmy and I, of course, are almost certainly know that He's not going to stay his entire career at Borussia Dortmund. I'm sure he will move on. All right, let's... Well, wait, wait, before, before we go, I do want to give a shout-out to Alfonso Davies. Oh, yes, of uh, course. And Ansu Fati. I mean, Ansu Fati, we, we, I think we've taken all of 2020 into, into consideration. If it had just been through the summer, I think Alfonso Davies could have been pushing early in Holland for this award. But Alfonso Davies just got named in, in FIFA Pro's Best 11 globally. First time a North American's been named in the FIFA best 11, which is crazy, incredible. right? That is incredible. And I think he deserves a shout for sure. I mean, early Holland is above and beyond, but, but Alfonso Davies had a bit of a slow start to this, this season due to injury, then couldn't really get back into the team. And now he's finding his way back in and he's doing Alfonso Davies types thing. Excited about that here in those North Americans. And I kind of wish he wasn't Canadian could play for the U S cause that would be amazing. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I just wanted to give him a shout out. And then Ansu Fati, I think his future is incredibly bright as well. And when he's healthy, uh, I think he will be one of the guys that kind of leads Barcelona into this post Messi generation, this post Messi era, as it were. Well, I'm dropping this one for you, Ansu Fati and Alfonso Davis. Yeah, I'm loving, I'm loving this mixer right now. All right, let's now talk about some teams. We're going to talk about the surprise team in the Champions League of the group stages of this season, everybody. So we're talking about the 2020-2021 season, the group stage that just finished. Jimmy and I wanted to just give a shout out to the surprise team of the group stages of the 2020-2021 season. So there were a few nominees, of course. You have to shout out to Atalanta just overall. RB Salzburg had a very, very good chance of winning this one. Jesse Marsh, of course. But the winner is... Borussia Mönchengladbach! Well done, Mönchengladbach, the winner of the surprise team of the Champions League of the group stage of this season. They really should have won their group, but nonetheless, they made it through. Jimmy Conrad, Mönchengladbach, how do you feel? If you want Mönchengladbach, I, Jimmy, how do you feel? <laughs> I, 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 well, I'd be excited if I was Mönchengladbach. First time they've ever made it to the knockout rounds in Champions League, in their Champions League history. My only concern with them was that they did back in to the knockout rounds and to your point they should have been crew they should have won this group and this was for me the hardest group they had inter milan they had real madrid they had shakhtar donetsk they were cruising even after match day four they had two games left and they backed in that was i think the most disappointing but they still got there they were they were celebrating like you have like they just won a competition. it was very cool to see how excited they were as a club and as, and as players to get in they have some tremendous talent uh, Alisson Playa is fantastic up top. Marcus Taram, Lars Stindl, uh, just to name a few of all these guys that are really, I think, going to be a team that are forced to be reckoned with. They got Manchester City in the round of 16. I don't think City 
are going to be happy with that draw by any stretch of the imagination. It's one of my favorite ties to watch come February when the, when the knockout rounds began. Uh, but yes, Munchen Gladbach, very, very surprising. I did have a shout in there for Salzburg as well. The fact that Jesse Marsh had his team potentially have a chance to get to the knockout rounds on the last match day really speaks to the talent that they have on their side and what Jesse Marsh is doing. They couldn't unfortunately get past Atletico Madrid at home on that last match day, which is fine. Atleti's pretty good. But uh, I just wanted to give him a shout as well because I thought that at the very least was really surprising that Salzburg even had a chance to get to the knockout rounds on the last match day. So, so fair play to Jesse Marsh, who also has a bright future, uh, not only with that team, but, but uh, just as a coach in general. I think this is a stepping stone for him to something bigger, too. Absolutely. Ari Salzburg, all they needed was just a win. Well, all they needed, but they really <laughs> gave themselves a chance if they could just beat Atletico Madrid. They didn't. But the fact that they made it so close, as Jimmy said, is amazing. But Mönchengladbach wins this. And also, by the way, because Marco Rose is a really tremendous manager. And the way that the, he has them playing is really great to see. We love not just their talent, but their strategy, their philosophy. So it'll be really interesting to see how they do in the knockout stage. So well done, Mönchengladbach. The Kego Lasso 2020 award is for you. All right. When we come back, we're going to do a little music break where Jimmy and I are going to dance. But when we come back, we're going to give you our moment of 2020, our Diego Armando Maradona tribute, and the big one, the male European player of the year, not named Messi or Ronaldo. The big one. The big one. Stay right here because Kego Lasso Awards 2020 will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Jimmy's like, you're such a fool. <laughs> no, I, I, dude, I'm a, I love audio jingles. I love singers. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Shout out to audio jingles. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so here we go with our final three awards of the evening, and we begin with our moment of 2020. You know, when Jimmy and I were discussing this, obviously we took a lot into consideration what happens on the pitch, what happens off it, what's been going on in the world of soccer during this pandemic-ridden year. It's been very difficult for many of us. You know, you want to shout out to so many teams and players, of course. Look at Marcus Rashford, what they've done, the NWSL, of course, being the first North American league to come back after the pandemic. So, so many you know, things that we got to give a shout out to so many people. But when we talked about it, we decided that to us, the winner is a shout out to the black players for change and black MLS players and their amazing moment when they entered the pitch as MLS bubble returned. I don't know, Jimmy, it was just such an amazing moment. Um, obviously, you need more than a symbolic gesture, which is exactly what Black Players for Change are doing. They're trying to change everything from within. I actually did an article for them back when I was with Sports Illustrated. But that moment, I thought it just was so impactful, especially because it was one of the first, you know, uh, returning moments in the U.S. after the NWSL Challenge Comp came in. How do you feel about it? Such a poignant moment, as you mentioned. Yeah, incredibly emotional and uh, very proud to be a part of Major League Soccer. 
for these types of reasons that there are some progressive thoughts and ideas and and allowances of players to be themselves and allow them to speak up you know i think there's a lot of handcuffing i don't know if that's the best word but there's a lot of handcuffing in terms of you know what you can and can't say as an athlete and you got to stay in your lane and and all this stuff and this is this is above and beyond that these are these are uh you know uh, a group of people that have been if you look at any any proper history books that have been uh, not treated very well for many, many years. And this is a result of that. And it was very, I think, cathartic, not only for, for them, I'd hope, you know, I'm not gonna speak for them at all, but, but it was nice to see that there was a moment, that there was some, some proper due given to these players who are incredible people, incredibly talented. And now they, they have come together to uh, impact and, and affect change in a positive way. And, and I'm all for anybody that tries to bring positivity to the world instead of tearing people down. You know, I know that in the sports landscape, it's very easy, even for us, right? We, we, but we always try to keep it within the, the, the framework of this is just about performance, you know, or, or decision-making that happens on the field, you know, and, and uh, this, when you hear that stay in the lane stuff, it, that kind of, that pisses me off that you're not allowed to be a human being if you're, if you're an athlete, you know, that you can't have feelings, you have to be a robot. And, and uh, oh, that's what you get paid millions for, you know, and uh, that just gets tired. That's a tired rhetoric. And, and so it was very nice and refreshing to see that uh, the players that got to speak up, that the teams were behind it, that MLS was behind it, and that everybody's trying to, to push this thing forward in a positive way. And I've got a ton of time for that, Luis. And, and, uh, this award aside, you know, even though it's cool and I'm glad that we're, we're bringing light back to it because I think that's going to continue to put it at the forefront and make sure that people are thoughtful in what they say and how they say it and how they treat others. Uh, you know, that's, that's, I think, what matters the most. And, and it's something that has to continue moving forward. As you said, it can't just be symbolic for a day and then we move on to something else. It has to be something that where habits are changed culturally, where we're, we're trying to really just treat people with respect and, and care and, and thoughtfulness. Well said, Jimmy Conrad. Well done to Black Players for Change and really Black and Brown and minority players across the country as we all, all of us, are trying to move forward. Well done, Justin Morrow, uh, for leading the way and everybody involved. Well done. All right, moving on. We have now, obviously, a tremendous impactful year on and off the pitch, but we lost what is regarded to me as the greatest player that we have ever seen um, in the game. Of course, there's arguments for so many others, but regardless of what you think, this is a person that single-handedly did so much for club and country. Diego Armando Maradona uh, passed away recently. Obviously, you saw the tributes and um, all the gestures and messages, just how he impacted not just Argentinians, but the world of soccer itself. We wanted to pay a little tribute to him with the Diego Armando Maradona Tribute Award. So Jimmy and I wanted to just come up with our special moment. And there are two here, two moments. Uh, I'll say mine and Jimmy can say his. Uh, to me, you know, when you look at YouTube, if you don't remember him playing, if you weren't old enough and you read all the poetry and all the articles, there's so many ways you can go about it. But to me, I just think that what he did in the 1986 World Cup to me is what one of the greatest athletic achievements ever in anything. I, it, it's always an exaggeration to say that he did it by himself, but in this situation, it's almost close to reality. 
If you watch and you live through what he did in that tournament, it's amazing. And I specifically focus on a solo goal against England, which really just shook the world. It was a tremendous, tremendous just example of his achievements, his talents, and just how even though at 5'4 or 5'5, however tall he was, he was bigger than everybody else. And that to me was my moment. There are so many, but I wanted to focus on that one. Jimmy, how about you? Yeah, that's for me the best goal in World Cup history. I'm just not only what it meant then, right? There's obviously a long history between Argentina and England off the field uh, with, with some warring factions, and we don't need to get too far into that. But if you want to read about it, it is fascinating and still impacts Argentina in a, a lot of different ways today. So there's there's so much there, so much weight with that goal, because that one sealed the deal, right? That made it 2-0 after the hand of God. And, and also, I just feel like that goal has been seen maybe more than any other goal in the history of time, right? So imagine the influence and impact that he had on the next generations. I wanna be Diego Maradona. I wanna do what he did. I wanna step up in big moments. Whether that's Messi who scored a similar goal for Barcelona, uh, even though it's not in the World Cup, but, but scored a similar goal. And you know, even I think Messi has said that it influenced him and, and obviously his presence and, and how, when you're a kid and you can see, especially in Argentina, like the impact that one person can have on, on a culture and on the world is incredible. And so that's not my moments, but I wanted to give uh, that moment some due. My moment is the fact that he decided to leave Barcelona and go to Napoli and, and to go to a club that had never won the Scudetto before, that didn't have the resources that a Milan or Juventus or any of the top clubs in Italy at the time, and he helped them win their first two Scudettos, is, is nothing short of amazing for me that he, would, that he went there because he could have gone to much bigger clubs. He could have done, and, and you know, not to say ride the coattails of all the other talent, but he could have and easily won trophies. And he decided, and maybe this speaks to his personality, he took the, the harder of the two roads. If he was in a you know, fork, in, fork in the road, he took the harder path. And it made him even a bigger hero for me. The fact that, I mean, I don't even know how to compare that today. I feel like it's him going, yeah, I play for Barcelona now, pretty good, uh, but, but I'm gonna go play for West Ham. Yeah, I know they haven't won anything of significance, but I think I can be the guy that helps them get there. I mean, imagine that type of like, I'm going to take a mid-table team and, and take them to glory. And he did it. I mean, of course, the guy's an absolute legend. And I respect him for doing that because it would have been a lot easier for him to go to a bigger club and continue to win a lot of trophies. And, and he, he lifted. And that's why he's a god there. And he, he should be a god there. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. I mean, it wasn't just the fact that the club was struggling, but this was a city. Yeah, struggling. Absolutely. Look down upon the rest of Italy. I recommend uh, you watch uh, Capadius, as if Capadius, uh, uh, so amazing good. documentary, but well done. So that is the tribute to you, Diego Armando Maradona. All right, here we go. The big one, the final award of the evening. Are we ready? I'm ready. This is it, baby. The best male player of the year, not named Messi or Ronaldo. And to be perfectly honest, you can even take out Messi or Ronaldo and just say best male player of the year. This is probably not a shocker, but the winner is undoubtedly Jimmy Conrad. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you, Luis. I really appreciate it. Well done, uh, Jimmy. No, the winner is Robert Lewandowski. Well done, Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski, the Bayern Munich and Poland striker, uh, scored 55 goals in just 47 games last season, helping uh, Bayern win a treble. 
32 years old, but he finished at the top scorer in the league, the cup and the Champions League. He already has 17 goals so far in the Bundesliga. There is nothing much more that you can say about this man. He won FIFA Best Awards. It's just, he's just a tremendous player, Jimmy Conrad. He was the leading goal scorer in all three competitions that Bayern won last season. Champions League, leading scorer. DFP Pokal, leading scorer. Bundesliga, leading scorer. That, is, for me, feels unprecedented. That alone deserves not only this award or the FIFA Best, but also the ball on door. I think it's a real shame that they didn't announce a winner this time around. I think they're a bunch of cowards. I said it <laughs> for not doing that. I know they canceled Ligue 1 and they want to be respectful of the French players. Listen, Mbappe and Neymar weren't getting close to Lewandowski last season. Uh, there's one stat in particular that really blew my mind, and it was this. Uh, since the start of the 2019-2020 season, he has scored 73 goals in 64 games, which is, that in, in itself is, is remarkable. But that's 22 more than any other player in the world. And that, I think, is even more incredible. So fair play to this guy. He has been another level. He gets better with age. I think he's taking better care of himself off the field. I mean, he was already a tremendous athlete. And he just, you know, I think he's eating right. I think they're taking care of him. I just, he's in a great system right now. And uh, as you said, he's got 17 goals and 13 match days this season, which ties a league record with, with Gerd Müller, who obviously very famous uh, Bay Bayern player and German player. And so, uh, yeah, he's just a record setter. I'm curious to see if he can keep it up. What's funny is that after he got named, sometimes you see a drop-off. You know, we've talked about Obama Yang signs a big contract, a little bit of a drop-off. Lewandowski wins the FIFA Player of the Year and then scores two against Bayer Leverkusen in the biggest game in the Bundesliga of the season to help Bayern win 2-1. I mean, it's just remarkable what this guy's capable of. Nothing seems to get into him. You know, he still wants to prove himself and get after it. And I've got nothing but love and adoration for Robert Lewandowski. Well said. Well said. Robert Lewandowski, I think that's what you said is perfect. I think like nothing faces him. Like if he wins something, he'll score. If he wants to do a TikTok video, he'll take care of it. Like <laughs> he doesn't care. All he knows is how to score. And the, the thing that I love the most about him is that he's kind of like an old school striker. You know what I mean? There's nothing... His flashiness is the fact that there's actually nothing flashy about him. He just like whatever you whatever you put in front of him, he's just gonna do. He's gonna take care of. Like he 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 can shoot it from outside the box. He's amazing in the air, you know, set piece taker. He knows how to involve his teammates, but he does that to perfection. He's just a clinical player who doesn't care about the bells and whistles. He just wants to win and wants to score. And that's what makes him the Kego Lasso best player not named Messi or Ronaldo. And even <laughs> if you included Messi and Ronaldo, I think this year belongs to Robert Lewandowski. Before we say goodbye, Jimmy, any final words as we wrap up our Kegolasso 2020 awards? Nothing to add. This was awesome. And I look forward to uh, the 2021 Kegolasso awards. And I hope that we can reflect on you know, we should actually probably do predictions to see if we hit them at the end of the year. That's that's a conversation for another time. But yeah, this was tremendous. Anytime I get to wear a tux with you, Luis, it's a special moment. A special moment indeed. Always special to have you on Kego Lasso. Thank you, everybody, for being part of our show. And don't forget that plenty more Kego Lasso is coming up. He's been Jimmy Conrad. I've been Luis Miguel Echegaray. I'm going to play with my sound mixer one more time as we say goodbye to you. Don't forget to follow us on Kego Lasso Pod on Twitter. Follow Jimmy Conrad on Twitter as well. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you so much. And remember, the greatest goal always comes from you. We'll see you next time.